Milton. These were very, very hard to come by. So was our cargo. You're uh, not about to plead poverty on me, are you, General? Just saying, very few people deal in cash nowadays. Just the ones don't like to keep business records. Yourself, for example. Drink, Elgin? Constantly. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to episode four of the Hive Mind, a Xenomorphing podcast. Everyone, say what's up. What's going on, Hello. everybody? Howdy, everybody. This will be a, this will be an interesting episode as we talk about the much maligned alien resurrection. So, mm, uh, suffice to say, this is not one of the more popular movies in the franchise. Arguably, this and Requiem probably the two that are um, least. Least uh, the least amount of fans, though Resurrection at least has a small little cult following. So, you know, if you are one of those, we'll try to make this as even to Steven as possible because <laughs> every movie at least has their fans. But, um, all right, I guess we should just dive right into this. But, um, all right, so what was everyone's first experience with the uh, with the film? Well, for me, the first time uh, there's a uh, like Michael was saying before we started this podcast, it was the first one an alien movie I saw in the theaters, and let's just say I was uh, slightly disappointed as I left the theater. <laughs> um, you know there, but again, I don't want to get into just bashing it. The 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 good things about it, obviously, I'm a huge Michael Wincott fan, uh, so I really like the Elgin character. Unfortunately, he was killed off way too early in the in the movie. Um, early, and then the visuals. I Jean Pierre Genet has a very cool visual style, uh, so I like that in the film as well. Uh, Sigourney Weaver was I thought really good as usual, even though I didn't think that her character was written nearly as well as it was in the first three films. But other than that, it was just, uh, I just remember fe- leaving the theater just very kind of down. Like, it was kind of depressing leaving, the th- you know, because I, I love the first, love the first two, like Alien 3. So I've had a lot, I mean, I did have high expectations for this, and I was just, I just felt really let down. And so it was uh, just a really kind of disappointing experience, and watching them again over the, watching it again over the years, it's... Same feeling, you know, it, it doesn't get better, for me it didn't get better with age, it didn't get, uh, you know, I appreciate the people that, that do enjoy it, and uh, like Dave was saying, there's a there's a cult following for it, still a small cult following, but overall, yeah, a little minutia <laughs> cult following, but uh, overall it's, I just, uh, it, it was it was a letdown for me. Yeah. I remember I got a group of people to go see it. Of course, I always never would shut up about the alien movies. And um, I guess I was a little older. I think I was a teenager at the time when it came out. So I wanted to see Alien 3. I was a little younger. This was the first one I was 
more aware and you know i'd seen all the movies a million times and i was excited and i remember i tend to get very excited for anything alien even when i first see it and i remember liking it up until the end the rest at the time because i was younger you know you see things differently i was able to handle it or even you know it was my first introduction to mon perlman who mm. is uh one of my favorites in sci-fi now I'm like, who the hell is this guy? This guy's awesome. He's hilarious. <laughs> um, um, you know, I was even though I was into the the horror movie, always been the horror movies. I didn't realize it was Chucky as uh, as Get Him In. Oh you know, yeah, Dwarf is always good. Um, yeah. I agree. One cut was killed way too early, as I think you mentioned it in our um, Facebook group. He has a perfect demeanor and even one of the coolest voices in cinema history. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, killed him too early, but um. Yeah, I still was. I was still had a bit of a letdown. I thought the, even at that younger age, I thought the newborn was the stupidest thing. <laughs> I hated it. Even <laughs> when I would, even when I could handle, when I would watch it, because I was, when I was younger, I would get to the point where she was dragged into the pit and just stop. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Up until then, I could handle some of the silliness, but um, really, it was. Even when I saw, I think three, or four times in the theater, I'm like, "All right, so alien movie in the theater. I'm seeing this as many times as possible. <laughs> Fuck it." <laughs> but when I got to that last part, I'm like, <sighs> "Yeah, that's because obviously I'm a big, um, you know, the creatures are arguably my favorite part of the whole universe. Mm-hmm. So when those are not handled properly to me, at least that's mm-hmm. when I get disconnected. But um." Yeah, that was really my first experience. I, you know, when I was younger, at least liked it up until the end. Mm-hmm. And that, that was it, really. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? Well, <laughs> I, I yeah. wish I could even give it a first pass and be happy and <laughs> say, ah, it was okay on the first pass. No, I, I like, you know, like Ryan mentioned, I was talking about it before we started, and I mean, I went and seen this in the theaters and. I, I I ran the, the trilogy forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards on tape like crazy before this movie hit theaters. And when I found out, oh, my God, an alien movie in theaters. I really like alien movies. I want to see this. And so, like, here I am at 19 and I thought I was going to get just scared shitless. And, you know, like stories about how you hear about aliens or alien being played in theaters and people like freaking out at parts and stuff. And I figured, yeah, that's what's going to happen here. And. The only freaking out I did was that, you know, how bad it was, you know. I remember getting to the end of that and seeing that thing, that thing in it. Like, I think it was the, I think it was the chestburster going through, mm. going through that guy's head or something. The setup on that, it was so contrived in cheeseburgers. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I was just sitting there going like, what is this crap yeah. <laughs> the whole time? Like, it was hard to ride through to the end of that movie, but I stuck with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, I, it was like one of the few times I was in a theater and never said, you know, to myself, maybe I should get a refund on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was pretty brutal. Uh, there are redeeming factors in moments, you know, uh, the initial parts of the movie when they set up, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it holds up pretty good, but then you get to this line where it's like, you know, she's inquiring about the status of Waylon Yutani's assets, and they discuss how it was oh, bought out by Walmart, yeah. and I just check yeah. out of the movie right there. I can't handle it anymore. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> bought out by Walmart? Who wrote this? And then it's like the guy who wrote the Avengers, and it's like, oh, I like the Avengers. 
what's going on here? <laughs> he was he was young. He didn't know better yet. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It was just his first movie. I get it. Just off Buffy, starting it right. Yeah, okay. Maybe he was just learning that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's just yeah. Uh, like I think you guys mentioned before, uh, there's some good actors in it. They're good character actors. They're pretty well. You know, I mean, they're good actors. It's just too bad the script wasn't better. Uh, even General yeah. Perez, like Dan Hedaya or whatever, I, he's a good actor. Yeah. He but is. I mean, when he's picking his own brains out of his head, staring oh. at it goofily and still alive <laughs> while he's doing it, like so bad. I, it's the script so far off reality. Like the first three movies are very dialed in. Like they feel gritty and realistic. This movie feels like a dark horse comic book gone wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like there are good dark horse stories in the Aliens universe. This was one of the bad dark horse stories in the yeah. Aliens. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's probably where I'll leave it. You know, it's just it, it's pretty. It's a cartoonish movie. It doesn't scare me. There's no sense of tension in it. I just have a lot of like you say. There's some smooth running parts in it here and there. They get some action going with the alien. People talk about the underwater sequence a lot. They throw it in there. They say, yeah, that was great. It's like, actually, it's dated CGI. It's not really good. The staging <laughs> is interesting, but the graphics, I mean, if we can bash other things from bad graphics in the past, that should be knocked, too, because, I mean, if it was cutting edge and still held up, I mean, there's sequences in the first two that do hold up. There are sequences in this movie most of the time that don't. Some of the world building's okay. I'm looking at some of it on the monitor right now. And, you know, there's some nice set designs and stuff. It mm -hmm. definitely is. But, I mean, it's like, you know, you built a beautiful stage and had the worst play on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, and that's, yeah, I'm good here. I'll just leave it alone. I can knock on it all day. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, my, I guess, I mean, I've said it before. Like, I was, as a kid, um, I, I saw, I was fortunate to see... Uh, Alien 3 in the theater. Um, that was the first one I saw in the theater. Mm -hmm. I actually saw Aliens first, and I saw Alien, then I saw Alien 3 in the theater with my dad. And uh, it's it's funny because um, I remember Alien 3 after you know Ripley's demise and everything. I was like heartbroken. I was just like a mess because it was just <laughs> like my my character and my franchise and everything had gone. And then I remember it was in the back. The the first they didn't really do the trailers back then. I think it was. I think I saw the Alien Resurrection, like the poster or the announcement was on the back of a comic. Um, I can't think which one it was that I. I mean that's dating myself pretty good there that there were the posters were on the back of comics still. But um, I remember seeing it and I you know I told no my dad I'm like, oh. I'm like dad we we got to go see this movie and I'm like I don't know what it's about and then stuff started coming out and then you got a chance to 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 realize that Ripley was involved and I was I was head over heels I was ready to to go and like besides her character um I'm the same way everybody else is um I was I'm, I'm still to this day if I had to go to the dentist and get a tooth pulled or watch that movie I, I would go to the dentist and have those teeth pulled up cuz I just I can't I, I love I, these metaphors. These are great. Yeah, the the problem was it it was yeah, nailed it. Me, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> to me the the movie was like it was a spoof. It was it would be like it's like space balls to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Like, and and not, to be honest with you because good spoof. <laughs> no, no, bad one. Bad one. Like, it literally it made fans out to be idiots. 
Like, it, yeah. you know, that it, it basically it took everything that had been built up in, in three movies ahead of this and all of the, you know, the the comics and just everything that is canon with the alien universe. And it basically just said, we're going to go in a totally different direction and just forget anything that that, you know, a fan has come to know. And, uh, you know, I like I said, I will say the same thing. There are parts in that movie that I I love. There's there's some stuff in that that and I, I don't mean story wise. I mean, like some effects, some of the creature design, some of the, um, the stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I was I was the same way. I, I just I came out of the theater and I'm like, you know, here I thought I was going to get to see the, you know, to Ripley return and, and be. And and even Sigourney Weaver, even the the Ripley character wasn't wasn't the same. Right. Like it, you didn't even you didn't get the same feel for her that you did in the other movies. Yeah. And, and and maybe maybe that was the way it was intended. Um. But it just it, it did disservice to her and everything that had been built up prior to that. Um. And it it made me as a fan of the franchise like basically like you know like who made the like you they. Like I've never seen an alien movie. It, it almost, it could almost, if you've never seen anything, if you never saw alien aliens or alien three and you went and saw this, you might be satisfied. But like, yeah, if you'd seen anything before that, yeah, yeah pretty if, much. If you've seen anything before that, mm-hmm. you're like, you know, you're like, what just happened here? So, you know, and like, I mean, there was, there was all kinds of turmoil, turmoil and, and different stuff that was going on behind the scenes. But, you know, it, it just, it's just not a good movie. Like, it's just not a good movie. And it's just, you know, they, you know, everything was upside down. Every, every kind of, um, normal way you would expect a movie to, to be in today, you know, the, you know, to have your hero, your central point, you know, your people that are going to come along with that. I mean, like we just talked a few minutes ago, like carrying, killing characters off right off the gate, off the gate before you even let them get established. Like it, it, it was just, you know, and, um, the main character, um, not the main character. What is the 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 character that dies? We we're just talking about him. Um, it starts with an E. Um, Elgin. Elgin. Yeah. Yeah. His he played. He was um, the sheriff of Nottingham's cousin in yeah. Prince of Thieves, mm-hmm. and right? And he was, exactly. he was fantastic. Was yeah. fantastic. And he to take great. a character like that, you know what? The, it, it almost reminds you of what they did with James Franco in uh, Covenant. To mm-hmm. bring a character of his caliper and just literally chop him off of the legs and be like, "Oh, we're just yeah. have you here for face value," and then that's that's basically all we need you for. They they did disservice to him altogether. But his character was w- could have been something. Um, I agree with Dave as well. Ron Perlman was incredible, and like that was when I actually started liking him as an actor. Um, you know, like he's been in so much stuff. So that I thought he was probably one of my. Uh, the favorite characters in the movie just because he's just an, and he's just a, an asshole. Like he's basically, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't try, he doesn't try to outperform himself. He just, he is what his yeah. character is. That's, that's just, yeah. it's his attitude yeah. in real life and the way he, you know, does everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, as a movie itself, um, I, I dislike it. Uh, I can like it for some of the things in it. Some of the, uh, the, the creature features, some of the stuff like that. But as, a, as the franchise, I, it's the it's the far off like the cousin that lives miles away that you don't talk about back in the woods somewhere that's that's this movie so um yeah that's my take on it yeah so speaking of the behind the scenes stuff that was a good segue into um <clears throat> one quick little tidbit i want to get into what i have a local comic book shop and of course every time i go I look for anything alien related 
I know. <laughs> Huge shock. <laughs> and I was looking through just like the books and stuff, and I found something that I'd never seen before. There was a making of Alien Resurrection book, which I think I found this, I guess, last year. It's by Andrew Murdoch and Rachel Aberley. I had no clue this fucking thing existed. So I was been reading a little bit, reading it uh, leading up to the podcast. I didn't get a chance to read too much because I got caught up at work. But um, most of it is pretty good. It does a lot of the standard behind-the-scenes stuff, which is always interesting. A lot of cool photos of um, a lot of the progress of the ships and the makeup. Mm-hmm. Well, the coolest thing I read was in the original Alien Resurrection, con- then the original concept by Josh Whedon, there was no Ripley. None. Josh Whedon just wrote it as a straight new alien movie and then fox apparently insisted this shit is not going on without ripley mm-hmm. yeah, so he only unfortunately that... there's there's no um we don't there's no um sample of what those 20 page drafts was i'm curious as shit now all this time later mm-hmm. but yeah. apparently they had the idea of going along going we didn't have the idea of going along with the alien story without ripley i don't know if the movie would have been good but I almost wish Fox didn't say, no, we need Ripley. He didn't need Ripley. Well, it's basically... <laughs> no, no, wait a minute. Weaver Come on now. No, we, she got in there. We all know. <laughs> she got in there, though. Yeah, Weaver, Weaver wedged Fox. herself in. She wedged herself in there as a producer. So that was why. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. Yep. She's yeah, like, true. She, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, right. A, a lot of people, like, a lot of people go like, oh, well, you know, Resurrection, and you know, it gets a pass because whatever, and it's just... No, man, like, that was her baby. Like, she had a lot of yeah. involvement in that movie, and I hate how people try to breeze over that. Like, it's – she helped kind of destroy this franchise for a while, kind of, because it just brought it so low. I mean, she she makes Have fun of the al- some stuff she wanted? Like, yeah, I, was I know. Thinking of Alien book, and this was – God, this was in the – when Alien was uh, – yeah. I mean, some of the stuff she wanted. Like, she wanted to have sex with an alien. What? That was the first no. movie she was talking about that even with like with with uh, Scott, you know, like oh no. we could we could have intimacy and stuff, and, and Scott even was kind of no. like, what the hell are you talking about? No, that thing's trying to kill you. That's, <laughs> that's fanfic. No. <laughs> no, you're not the gatekeeper. You're not the keymaster. No. I was just gonna say you saw her in Ghostkeeper in Ghostbusters. We yeah. know she's got a little bit of a a little bit of a kink side there. You gotta you have to expect that. <laughs> come on, come on, Sigourney. I mean, I mean, I mean, what are you talking about, Dave? When, when in the Alien franchise has Fox ever stepped in and screwed something up on all these movies? I mean, that that is that's unheard of, and that's right. blasphemy to be saying something like that. Yeah, never Fox, ever have they done that. Never. Fox just as hands off as James Dolan and the next. You're right. My bad. My bad. My fault. Hey, and let's or the not let's, all right, let's, let's not let's not and let's not forget that. how. We gotta, we gotta, we can't forget how guiltless Brandywine is with junk and with things too, right? I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, like sure they don't it. have their own hand in it too, right? I mean, <laughs> them and Fox, they sometimes they just double slap the franchise and hurt yep. it even mm-hmm. more. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So producers to the um, unfortunate long list of negatives. I know some of you touched on them, but what is something you did like? I'll go, or the stuff you did like? I'll go first. Um, obviously, I like Perlman. Um, I thought um, the scene when um, they were all waiting for the eggs, that was pretty cool. It was the one like tense part of the movie. Mm-hmm. That was very comic booky. Um, what, is there anything else I liked? Um, the scene when Ripley found all the clones was good. That was really, that's my favorite scene in it. Yeah. 
ruined by a shitty Josh. Yeah, Dean that was a great scene. Yeah, completely ruined by the dialogue after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I was. Yeah, um, like next morning, the aesthetics were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look nice. Um, mm, underwater scene, even though it didn't doesn't hold up now, was still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that, and it has a couple funny lines. There's one line I use. Um, quite often to the surprise of no one when um, Elgin and Perez are, are in the little the little meeting and he goes, drink Elgin? Constantly. I say that all the time. Tell me, I only ask you for a drink. That's always, always my response. Always. It's always a hit. So, uh, your resurrection for that, I guess. Thanks. Um, I don't know if there's anything else. I was the only one that came off the top of my head. That's really it. <laughs> yeah. I, I got mine's mine's short and easy. <laughs> it's like I, I'm I'm watching it right now and uh, actually the set design. It, it mm. does look really good. Yeah. It's too, it does. Bad that, it's too bad the cinematography didn't hold up on the same level. Like the lighting choices and the way they lit up the sets is just gets darn right weird sometimes. Mm. But I mean, when it comes to it, like I mean, you know, some of the model shooting it, it, it does look cool, but it's sad that there's no soul inside this thing. You know what I mean? It's just, True. it's a nice, it, it's nicely designed in terms of the world, mm-hmm. but there's not a whole heck of a lot going on. I, I don't, I, I don't think I like any of the characters. Uh, Jonner gets brought up a lot and Perlman gets a pass because Perlman, he works in everything pretty much he takes on, I think. Yeah. Seems to be, he's a trooper actor. Plus, he works with Jeanette a lot. I think he just was yeah. – it's a natural fit into the movie. It's yeah. not hard for him to do. But, I mean, the, like the guy in the wheelchair, oh, God, is he ever obnoxious? <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I don't like him. I don't like him at all. Like you guys talk about the captain. He's cool. He is. He's okay. Wincott's a good actor. I like him in Metro. Uh, that was a really good movie. Uh, it was should have been Beverly Hills Cop 3 as far as I'm concerned because Beverly Hills Cop 3 sucks. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 3 was a bad movie. Michael Wincott is a Metro good villain in Metro. Yeah, and, and Wincott's a good villain. He carries that movie yeah. really well. And as the captain, he is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the crew is a cipher. The wheelchair guy's annoying. The rest of them I almost can forget. Gary Duderan, he's just a gimmick character with magic-attached guns. Like mm-hmm. It's just uh, call... Uh, Ryder's not a bad actress. Seems like a weird casting. It's right. just like kind of just just to make the movie colorful or something. They threw her in, but uh, you know, Hayata is General Perez. If he was better written, I might buy him because I mean, I, I've seen Hayata play mob bosses and he's been good as them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it comes down to a matter of writing here. There's a lot of good actors pigeonholed with bad lines you know what i mean <laughs> here say this crappy one-liner and make it sound you know it's okay i'm just gonna stop knocking yeah. on here but yeah it does it, like even the wheelchair i was talking about how he's he's kind of annoying but his his wheelchair is kind of a cool thing mm-hmm. i mean it's a neat prop i mean they hide guns on it and stuff but yeah, yeah that's it's pretty cool. just the whiskey cube neat little gimmick it's kind of yes. a funny moment in the movie Bloop. Hey, I got a glass. I got a glass of scotch by a laser beam. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, like it's it's mostly what's around them. Like I, I can't. That's just another piece of the background, right? I'm just mm. talking about again. Man. They did do a good job. Fox built nice sets for this movie. Uh, you guys talked about the cloning sequence. That looks cool. 
I mean, it reminds it, it kind of calls you back to when they find the facehuggers in the tubes and aliens. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a neat little visual nod that way. And the kill me thing that borrows from a lot of past alien movies. And it's not it doesn't feel cheap. It's actually kind of carrying forward that idea, you know any involvement with these monsters is suffering. So just kill me. It's better that way than to live with this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think the hybrid DNA is just shown to be kind of nightmarish. The concepts of the whole mixing of the DNA and stuff, that's a good idea. Yeah. But I'm going to have to point towards future podcasts where we're going to talk about it in the prequels, where some people will complain about how it was done, but it, it, it does do it more interestingly than this movie did mm-hmm. where it just kind of thuds on the floor and you just laugh at it, especially at the ending when you get to that, I don't know, pop bellied Skeletor thing, you know, <laughs> no, no, no. Anyways, I'll let Macau talk. About it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's funny. It's kind of funny because like I said, right off the bat, like I absolutely hate this movie, but there are, there, there are a lot of memorable moments that I do find, um, you know, that are good um, with it. Like I said, besides the fact, besides the fact that the, the aliens themselves have like dinosaur feet and <laughs> like they roar besides oh. that fact, like I think the design themselves are, is actually pretty cool. Um, I, I really do like that. Uh, I like the fact that besides the whole live birth thing, um, the queen, I thought it was really cool how her crest had like the like it the color changed um it had like that that really cool sheen to it i thought that was a pretty neat uh neat scene mm-hmm. um is it the just set design me? i i just wanted to say something quick is it just me or do the aliens feel like they have like a brownish cast to them in yes. this movie? yeah they is do that true yep. okay yep. okay yeah. Okay, I just wanted to put that in there. <laughs> no, and I, 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 I mean, there, like I said, there, there was some good stuff. Like I thought it was cool how they had the, they had all the, the al- they had all the, the aliens in those like individual containment, like the little mm-hmm. like yeah. cells. I thought that was pretty cool the way they were doing something. That scene where, where he goes to to push the button and the the alien attacks the other one and the acid eats through the floor and it just disappears and then comes down in front of him. Mm-hmm. Like that was a very cool you know well done scene and i think i think what made that scene um a lot better was one it showed that the aliens were intelligent which which we've kind of come to know and also the fact that like it it gave them like that ferocity you know it, it gave them it made them more of a deadly creature and didn't give them as just a prop for the movie um it made them kind of right. you know be, yeah. be what we saw um yeah um I, the other, I guess the other things were uh, one. I love the scene um, where Christie has the the guns in his sleeves. <laughs> they're they're attached to his arms, and the guy keeps telling him he's he keeps telling him to to give me your guns, give him the guns. He's like I can't, they're attached to me. And he keeps yelling at him, and he takes and he shoots it up on the ceiling, and then it bounces across the back, and then takes the guy out next to him. Like that was just a cool scene to you know to to see that was almost like the uh, Assassin's Creed, like the uh, yeah. how the guns came up out of his hands. That was pretty neat, and. Um, you know, actually, one of the kind of dumber scenes that I I really enjoyed was when uh, General Perez, the alien, goes down into the escape pod and he takes the grenade and he throws it down the hallway and it you see it bounce along the hallway and it kind of just swirls around the top and it drops down in like that was just yeah, I just thought that was, that was a yeah I thought that was a pretty cool scene mini putt <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. but um 
Yeah, there there was like I said, there was there there was some a lot of good stuff. Um, this is a lot easier and a lot quicker for me to answer than when we get to the what were my not yeah. so favorite parts of this. But uh, yeah, like I said, it, it had its it, it had its good moments. Um, I think there were some things they did well, but um, you know, overall, I, it just unfortunately it was a it was its own monster and it just dropped the ball, you know, on on what could have been. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you go, Ryan. I really all I was gonna say is the scene uh, when she comes in on the 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 other seven clones uh, again. You, yeah. know, you guys have mentioned it. That was by far my favorite scene. That's actually the scene that uh, that Sigourney Weaver she decided to sign on for the movie because of that scene. And I just wish she read the rest of the script before she did that. But uh, <laughs> it's just you know it. But that by that scene I I felt genuine like kind of dread like just how I would yeah. feel if I walked in and saw all these monstrosities and abortions of science that were attempts whoa, to whoa, whoa. that never happened <laughs> well there's a few times wow but, you know... Jeez. <laughs> someone sheltered <laughs> yeah I, I know I think that was pretty cool too that that, that, that scene. I, I think that scene too, the, the like Ryan said, I think the cool part of that scene is it has a very like Island of Doctor Moreau kind of feel to it. Yes. That like you have the technology to do something, but 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 you know spiritually and everything else, it doesn't mean you should do it. You know, I mean, I, I think that you're very correct. I, I think that is a scene that you could probably n- never see the movie again, and that's one scene that sticks with you. Right. I, I, I totally agree with you on that one, Ryan. Well, yeah. it was cool as shit about that scene, too, when I saw it in the theater because of the surround sound, because the whole thing was quiet. And when she lit the flamethrower, it, like, echoed. Oh, yeah. And the whole movie theater. Yeah. And there, the few times when I do watch it at home, I'm like, damn it, why can't I do that at home? <laughs> it just, it really just, I'm like, fuck. It was just really cool. It just made the scene even better because then she's like, and when Ripley has to light it on fire. And yeah. Just, yeah. Especially the, yeah, the well, last clone, you know, it was yeah. kind of yeah. was alive, basically, and just, you know, yeah, begging yeah. to be killed. She was so uh, deformed, and it was just a very, very intense scene. And uh, yeah. yeah, well, it, it just it feels like from Prometheus whenever uh, whenever Holloway is begging to be torched. Mm. Like, it's the same yeah. thing, right? It's yeah. just that same yeah something's inside me and this ain't i'm this ain't damn right just burn me out of existence please yeah as has that same powerful effect yeah big time yeah yeah so and i used to i'm i still kind of bag on joss whedon a lot about the script but there was a lot of rewrites that went on during principal photography during that that shoot it's true and that newborn changed mm-hmm. a lot, actually, in design. Yeah. Ending was changed yeah, quite a stuff bit. I, I learned over the last five years, too. Yeah. I used to rip him. I hated him. Yeah. For years, I hated <laughs> him. Like, people, why are you hating so much? Have you seen the Resurrection? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Everyone forgives right. you at that point. Yeah. It's like, yeah. All right. You know, okay. you know so, that's when Buck and me... Angel were big, and I'm like, how could you say something bad about Josh Whedon? Yeah, see, I was never into that. I was never into that stuff. The thing that brought me around to finding out about Whedon being a decent, decent was uh, the whole the Serenity Firefly thing. I came back around and found out about this guy, and then that was that was just shortly before Avengers broke big. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, well, this guy's the guy who wrote that Serenity and that that Firefly show. I liked that. That was like dusters and space and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and then they the sci-fi 
you know, where you could throw in the wisecracks and his little pop culture jokes. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, if you're into anime, Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop has a lot in common with Firefly. They do this Western space aesthetic really well where bounty hunters fly around the galaxy, bounty hunters and all that. And it's just really good. But see, that's what the Betty was, right? That was a little – it was a germ of what he was going to do with that Mm -hmm. eventually is what I think. Yeah, it's what a lot of people say, and I you you watch it, and you're like, yeah, this Fire is like basically it's got, like, it's got it's got Firefly and Ertzatz Ripley, so you know, like yeah. you want you want yeah. some watered down versions of both things. Watch Alien Resurrection, <laughs> you'll get it, you know. <laughs> but they both went like these these people have all been involved with better things. Mm-hmm. Is the point? Yeah, absolutely. Know? I think because I mean, Ween's Avengers stuff's good. I mean, I like what he's doing. Yeah, now. no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I just the one thing about Whedon that still bothers me is the way he bashed Alien Resurrection. Uh, especially there's a 2005 interview that that he did and basically said, you know, it wasn't a question about doing, or he says it wasn't a question of doing everything differently. Although they changed the ending, it was mostly a matter of doing everything wrong. They said the lines mostly but they said them all wrong and they cast it wrong and they designed it wrong and they scored it yeah, wrong. Right. And he just bashed, like goes like, you know, places the blame them all under the bus. Yeah. throws everyone oh, yeah. under the bus. Yeah, took, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's meaner than Fincher talking about alien three. Yeah. Yeah. That's even harsher than that. Yeah. And, and Fincher doesn't like that movie. He's mm-hmm. never been like that. About yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, he didn't grow up. Alien. No, mm-hmm. did he also be, I, my memory is shit, but didn't he make criticize alien three for being too much of a, slasher or some shit i could be completely I wrong remember which i, I am for that no all right fuck it then. i could see whedon getting up on a high horse i mean avengers movies really rode pretty high for years here and he was involved with getting that all going so and i could see him getting big for his britches and saying something like that but <laughs> yeah it's kind of an it's kind of an ignorant shot because alien 3 is a damaged movie because of producers more than directors yep. mm-hmm. yeah nothing to do I with directors I, I could be completely wrong this movie though, holy moly, man, Jeanette, oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Alien can't be art house, but this, this is like clown house. It's something else. I don't know what it yeah. was, man. You missed a chance to say fart house. <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm booting you off the call. <laughs> That's why you're the but, uh... leader, boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you one thing is. The, the the scene when um Gediman is uh, mimicking the alien. If you if oh. you have never done that with your cat or your dog, you're fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> if you never mimic that with any of your pets, you're a liar. I hundred percent have, and it's hilarious. I recommend it because the cat and or dog will look at you like an asshole, <laughs> which I am, but. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Dorf's pretty good in that scene, I gotta be honest. He's a good yeah, actor, he, though. I mean, Dorf is great. He's always great. Mm. <laughs> he, he turns up in Star Trek Voyager for like a stint as a character really? in a few episodes. <laughs> I think he's on and off in some, his guest spot. Is some he's some troubled officer with mental problems. He fits the role so well. Mm. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, he's a serious problem guy and. Like Vulcan, the Vulcan there, Tuvok, he's trying to help him out with his telepathy, read his mind. And <laughs> this guy's got a really dark mind because he's like murdered people and stuff. So makes for some interesting stuff on that show because Dorif gets to really turn on his character acting and it's mm-hmm. good. 
so good. I mean, he's so good. As, even as the doctor in this, he's quirky as hell, kind of weird. Yeah. He is yeah. a character you will remember in this movie, yeah. regardless of how yeah. bad it is. Yeah. All right. Speaking some good segue. Speaking of bad, whew, everyone, uh, take a deep breath, take a sip of your drink or whatever you're. It's a good idea. <laughs> doing at this particular time and listening to the podcast. Hopefully, you have not turned us off by now. <laughs> if you haven't, thank you. Put on, the, put on the Benny Hill music. Bad Boys 3 was awesome, though, by the way. Um, what what didn't we like about this particular moving picture film? <laughs> wow. Should we all just I think we covered throw that. it all in there? Or... <laughs> we could do a two-part um... episode on that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who wants to uh, take the dive? Oh, I'm going first. <laughs> I've, I've been waiting for this. I, I've been waiting for this. No, no, I'm just kind of um, chopping off the bit here. Uh, yeah, okay. you know what? And and the good thing about this movie is it's so bad that, that none of us have to worry about stealing anybody else's thunder. So we're <laughs> we're going to be chock full of different stuff in this. Um, I will say, <laughs> and I, I kind of hit on it before. One, the fact that Jumping the aliens the line, had Jack Lambert over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dinosaur feet and they roared. That was yeah, one of yes, my yes. my one. Um, another one was. Do you remember the intro scene to this movie where the bug is on the control when it's the movie is first starting and the pilot's driving? Oh, the and special, it opens special, up. special edition, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I just edition. I just found out yeah. that special edition. I've oh, never seen special that, edition. I'm just screaming okay, that so right now. Anybody who hasn't seen it. Don't even bother looking for it. Like <laughs> it's, it's, so it's bad. Not even, it's so bad, and it like it looked like a cartoon, and then so it was bad. like real. Oh, it was so bad. But um, yeah, that and was that put, was one of them. Uh, they put that back in there too. Like, can you believe that? <laughs> oh, just, it, it was so bad. Um, <laughs> Special my ass. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, one of my favorite things is a very overlooked area of the movie is the fact that when Call hooks up to the Betty uh, up to the main ship. She takes her mole out. That is where the the, the happens to be hiding the cord port is in a, under the mole on her mole, arm, mole, 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 mole. which which was hilarious. Um, uh, I like the I I happen to like the scene where um, I guess it's El- when he dies, and the Ripley reaches down and she pulls the inner jaw out of the alien, and it's just kind of flopping around, and she hands it to Call. <laughs> and it's just so funny because oh yeah, that's just one of the those those things. But no, I mean, granted, it is like I said, you guys all have your own quirks and, and your different stuff with it. Um, I hated the way that the, I thought the animatronic that they used for the queen that they took out of Ripley was horrible. Um, mm-hmm. it was small. It looked nothing like anything you'd seen before. It had metallic teeth. It was just like it 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 hurt. Like, like I said, it, it kind of, it kind of went. And the reason I hate this movie so much is the fact that I think it's like a slap in the face to anybody who's an Aliens fan, because it's like everything that you grew to kind of be on board with and understand the 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 evolution and whole nine yards. It just like slapped you in the face and said, ah, you know what? We just decided to do whatever we want to. You know, it's it's it, it was like. You know, you send your mom to get Lucky Charm cereal, and she comes back with like Lucky O's mm-hmm. instead. Yes. The cheap version. That's that's to me. That's that's what this movie is. It's like the cheap knockoff I'm version. Lucky of, Charm. Yeah, 
So um, that's that's like I said, you guys go ahead because I had to get that out, but <laughs> you guys are take it from here. Um, okay, um, I, got, I got one. I got one, man. I got one. Okay, so so go, go, go. so so it's like sitting together, sit, sitting together at the table, and and she's got the 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 bo- the mug of hooch with the boxing gloves, and then oh. she just derps it on the table. What the hell is that scene all about? Why is that there? It's just terrible. Somebody tried to explain it to me. Oh, it's a distraction. It's like, no, it's just stupid. It's just like a, a it's like a cut to stupid thing happening, mm-hmm. and it means nothing to the movie, and it's dumb. It's like the basketball shot. It's the same thing there. Oh, cool. She made the shot, and like people are like, oh, she did it. She actually did that. Yeah, like you can so read behind the scenes that she did that, and it's like, but what does it mean? Does it does it mean anything to the script? Does it does it advance the plot? No, it just makes her look cool. And it's like f this, you know. What a what a garbage can, you know. Uh, I I guess you talk. I just watched the bullet reflection happen that Macal talked about earlier. The physics of that make no sense at all. The bullet would just go through the metal and shoot into the roof somewhere, wouldn't it? Would it really deflect like that? Does that even make sense? The fact that I can question it means that it just ah <laughs> maybe I'm cutting it too hard, but you know what I mean. It's just kind of silly. Mm-hmm. It's cool, like Macal says, it plays cool, but it does. There's questions about you know what the hell was mm-hmm. that? The snake pit, what was it? The snake pit, what was that? Like was it part of the hive or something? Like the floor, like ate her or something? Mm-hmm. Like the aliens are way too gooey. I'm watching them right now in their cage. They just it's like they just poured Vaseline on them while like the drum full. Like did they didn't trip they didn't trip that much in the second movie. Like there was a lot of them in the second movie and they don't trip like that. Yeah. You know? like, yeah, they they're, they're uh, dripping in all the KY yeah. in this one. Yeah, it's, it's they're covered yeah, They went sex. to the Zeno sex shop and uh Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh maybe I don't know, uh, they do seem like they're uh, you know, actually positive point. The aliens aren't stupid. They actually are smart in this movie. They roar and have dinosaur feet, though. We did point that out earlier. Uh, but, yeah, like, it's just... Um, the scientists, actually, the way they, they, they rook them and kill them, that's not too badly done, actually. Because the way they break out is one of the more plausible parts of the movie. But yeah. then, I don't know, the way that the guy, the soldier, gets killed later by the alien, though, that's too much. That's contrived, right? That's silly. Like... Oh, now the alien hit the button and got him. And it's like, oh, really? The alien wants revenge on him? Wouldn't it just bite his head off like it always does? Why would it go in the other room and press the button? Ah! (laughs) uh, Like, you know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. It's contrived. It doesn't need to happen like that. Could have just killed him. Uh, End of the movie, uh, where the, the newborn, it just... Uh, it lops the queen's head off. That was bullshit. That was so bullshit. I love the I love the queen. I don't think she'd go down like a punk like that. It just Hell doesn't no. doesn't jive good with me. How do you She's not like, have an epic brawl there? Yeah, exactly. She's my I mean, favorite. Even if yeah. even if the newborn looked like you know the bottom of a taxi cab or me July Fourth, you know, have him fight. Yeah. yeah For fuck's sake. Have his derpy head get bashed in by his mother because she realizes, oh my god, I had a like a derp baby. <laughs> <laughs> I better kill it. <laughs> uh, uh, when, okay, uh, the part where it's in the back and and D'Angelo is that the black guy's name? 
Hank with the the Marine dude that lives the whole movie with them. Oh, and he's, uh, looking, he's looking for it, and this thing is from, big. Uh, this thing is big, clumsy, and bad. stupid. Yeah, like it's just it's big, clumsy, and stupid, and somehow it 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 hid. It hid from him, and it doesn't climb. It has no tail. It can't go up in chains the way that the the cool xenomorph can. This thing's stupid, slow, dumb, derpy, and somehow it sneaks up on this guy. I, I don't get how he didn't see it in there, and it just There's comes out no of nowhere. No way, a trained soldier would yeah. not have a clumsy, just hatched <laughs> yeah. mutant alien sneak up on him. It just it was big and dumb and it club footed too. Like it just it wasn't gonna sneak up on him like that. It just comes out Are of nowhere. Or... It's, like, it's like they move the camera. It's like they move. It's like they pan left, pan right, and then there it is all of a sudden. Oh, it didn't right. come from anywhere. It wasn't hiding anywhere. It was just out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, then at the end, she's like, she's like, I'll use my acid power to melt the window. And then, and then it's getting sucked out the window, and it starts squealing, "Mommy, mommy, oh mommy, save me!" <laughs> and I was just like. <laughs> so out of the movie by that point i i swear i was in a fever dream by that point so bad <laughs> just, i mean most people say i turn the movie off before the thing shows up it's like with good yeah. reason the other parts of the movie are just mediocre this was outright terrible at the end and it, it's yeah. just it, it, it's it's guts get sucked out the window and it's supposed to be cool and horrifying but i was just laughing the whole time in the theater at that i'm like I'm glad this is over. <laughs> it's like Joker laugh. <laughs> but yeah, there was a there was a lot of bad going on. Definitely, yeah. it just made the creature look so hammy in so many ways and so many moments. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even the original Xenomorphs look silly at moments. Just yeah, yeah. There's just too much to knock. I'd say somebody else can take a chance knocking it. I guess uh, you want to go, Ryan, or should I have the honors uh I, I mean you guys have kind of touched on everything i think the sure. the the thing that what i'm most disappointed about with this movie is actually 20th century fox uh i just felt like this was a completely unnecessary film and yeah and uh you know even walter hill and um uh walter hill and i'm totally drawing a blank on the other guy uh, that produces Taylor Gordon Carroll, uh, Guyler, sorry, David Guyler and Walter Hill. And then Dave Guyler. They both, yeah. They, they said they didn't want to do this movie. They said it was going to be a disaster. I mean, it was going to be a disaster and it turned out to be that. Uh, and it was just, yeah. I just thought there was just no reason for it. I mean, aliens followed alien very well. Then alien three, obviously a lot of people didn't like Newton Hicks getting killed off, but it followed, right from aliens and then alien three had yep. a definitive ending to it but then you have just now that they want to bring back uh, sigourney somehow and they do this weird cloning thing dolly the sheep and yeah dolly you know sheep. and it's just there's just it was uh it was an unnecessary movie and it was uh now i mean it was just very disappointing and very frustrating i felt like and Fox, obviously, the production of Alien Resurrection doesn't compare to the the crap show that was Alien 3. But, you know, there's still there's still a yeah. lot of meddling going on. There's a lot of like, yep. reshooting yep. and rewriting and 
uh, editing, a lot of editing, uh, over editing, I think, and it just became another another mess. And it was just it's just very frustrating that uh, that kind of Ripley saga had to had to end there. And I think that's why people, you know, with news about Alien Five, either with Bloom Camp or Walter Hill's news treatment or whatever, people get really excited because oh now Ripley can have an actual good ending because it's almost unanimous that you know people dislike Alien Resurrection and that it's not a good movie obviously like Dave said there's small cult following some people pop up on you know xenomorphing or whatever and say oh this is no I actually enjoy Resurrection I like I even saw someone you know a while back that said I like Resurrection more than alien or aliens and i was just like wow uh that's pretty that's that's pretty incredible <laughs> but, uh, that's insane yeah. to me but i that's, mean uh, that's unique power to them you know Same yeah thing. exactly so but you're definitely in a class here old people <laughs> <laughs> so it's just you know it, again i was just just frustrated with fox and for even green lighting the film and yeah so it's uh yeah they did yeah they didn't know what I wanted it to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, for me, you guys touch on a lot, but um, the writing in this movie is god awful. Yeah. With yeah. some exceptions, it's like they took the like I know you said they got Whedon's stuff got chopped up. It's like they tried to take the banter from Aliens and do an entire movie out of the uh, mess hall scene. It is awkward. It is awful. It is ill-timed. The guy who, the actor who plays uh, Christy is probably the worst performance in any of the Alien movies. <laughs> the way he delivers the lines, like, it just looks like he's writing from a cue card, like he's a, a wrestler reading his first promo. Doctor, is this your pet science project? And the way his eyes get wide like a cartoon, it's like, oh my god. <laughs> it's like, I, I've had people tell me that some stuff is supposed to be a satire or a spoof. Like, listen, Satire is one of my probably arguably my favorite forms of comedy. This movie is not a well-written satire. If it's trying yeah. to spoof on, you know, tropes and you know Bad male cartoon. roles, it does a lot. awful job of it. It's just <laughs> juvenile and sophomoric. Like you have this great scene with the uh, with the clones, and then tricks, man. Shut the fuck up. Really? <laughs> Really? It's the fucking ammo. Really? And then the the it's funny but bad. Right, right. Like my dating is. The timing. The timing is terrible. They're good lines. The timing is. It's so bad. It's it's like this is. I'm all for different things. I like you know like you just mentioned Ryan. I'll. Alien, Aliens 3 are three different movies. I like them all for different reasons. Even their prequels, even though some parts parts of it want me to stick my head into a wood chipper, I love that some of it's different. I love the, 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 the chances it took. But the execution, even when I was in favor of it, was um, so much better than this. Mm-hmm. It's polished. just... The whole movie, yeah, it's yeah much more polished. And this is just... The writing, the act, it just doesn't feel like an alien movie. It feels like you said, uh, McKellar feels like a spoof. Yeah. Um, Cobbled together. 
it's it's terrible that the queen is completely disrespected, like you guys said before. Um, oh, yeah. the, God, the roaring the roaring aliens is a joke. Well, you're um, right. About, it's totally the queen disrespect thing, because like AVP man, like I'm not a huge fan of that movie, <laughs> but they did the queen justice. Yeah, wow. the queen is. When she fights the Predator, that's cool, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. That's a cool movie. Queen and AVP is severely underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Really, really did a really cool job. Hey, um, she runs. You get to see her run at full board. Yeah. She can, yeah. She's as cool as the T-Rex from Jurassic Park yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's a big moment. But in this, I mean, you really... Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, the, the ending, I hate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, everything with the the newborn is just terribly designed. It, you know, it looks like someone just in class got bored and just drew and just drew something out and said, "All right, here, here you go. This is what human <laughs> yeah. and alien DNA would look like." No, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have even, a beer belly. Even in <laughs> Requiem, like I mean, like a- ADI did a better job on their pred alien yeah. than they did with this thing, man. Like this thing Jeez. was horrible, horrible monster. It was a joke. Made me laugh the whole time I seen it. <laughs> Terrible. Um, you know the characters aren't memorable, and other than some, other than the one-liners, um, it's it's just an unfortunate mess all around. It's like like a uh, Canada Mike. I have this on in the background. I have it on mute, and uh, I know Jamie Prater likes to prefer Prometheus on mute. Oh boy, resurrection is still too loud. Even it's better. still too loud on mute. Still too loud, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. I never, I never liked the fact that um, the the connection between Ripley and like the the Xenos themselves was very um, like erotic. Sort of like turn. Yeah, I I never liked the connection like. You know when they're when it's they're carrying her back to the nest and she's like has her arms wrapped around and she's like hugging yeah. it and like putting her and like it was well, it was that's very what she's been waiting twenty years for that, that's yeah I, I mean and that's the thing it like, was and, wrong and, and and again I say like they took everything that hardcore fans had known to what was going on and the hatred that Ripley's character had for these things. And yeah. and they totally just threw it back in your face. And yeah, now yeah. one of the scenes that was cool was when they take her and they drop her in into the, the I don't know, like it's just a whole supposed to be a whole bunch of aliens all together, and like she kind of slinks down into it, like uh, it, that was a cool moment. And the whole the whole time they're doing it, um, uh, is it Brad Dorif? He's doing like the butterfly that like the talking about like a beautiful butterfly, oh, yeah, and like yeah, he's yeah, doing yeah. that. And then the next the thing it does it, it's it knocks his, it takes his head out. <laughs> Like it, it's it's just like that was that was that was a a a cool scene, but yeah the the whole like eroticism you know or, or between the characters I I could that kind of turned my stomach like I couldn't get into that that was that was a little weird yeah we didn't mention it yet but um Leland Orser who plays Purvis was good oh, I thought yeah. the scene even though I know you didn't like uh, uh Mike when he uses a chest burst to go through guy's head. That was pretty cool. He's a great character yeah. actor. That guy. And and it was a first person view. They did like the first person view of that. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that was cool. I thought it was corny. Yeah. That's What's cool. inside me? Yeah. Jack in the box. It looked like a Jack in the box going off. It was silly. You know, one one thing that people don't talk about too is is um the fact in the beginning of the movie how. 
the one thing that movie did relate to the comic books is like how many comics have we now read with aliens where some form or another somebody um, pirates and captures oh, people yeah. in their cryo tubes. Yeah. Like that was a that was very a cool idea that they like they they went out and they got into another ship and they they hijacked the cryo tubes and and the the scene where like the people wake up and they have no idea mm. where they're at and like all of a sudden yeah. like the whole that whole scene like that was very cool. That in itself kind of kept true to the the sort of the the canon that's out there and and the Somebody at Dark Horse should have sued them. <laughs> <laughs> we totally lifted that. Mm. But uh, that that was I thought that was a pretty cool scene. I mean, you've you've seen many comics over the year where you know a scene where somebody wakes up out of out of cryo sleep and and they're in the middle of that that set stage going on and have no yeah. idea and you just think like you can tell the people are just freaking out and they have no idea what's going on. And I thought that was a very, that was a cool scene that the way that was done. But yeah, it's just, uh, just, um, overall, just a mess of a movie. The resurrection should not have happened because the fans now want an insurrection. (laughs) And, uh, yes. (laughs) Filmed by committee. (laughs) There was no creative voice to this movie. There was a lot of people putting ideas together. Mm. They just mashed into what it became. Mm. Just a mess. Dolly the Sheep plus, I don't know, Weaver's Fever Dream to Love the Alien. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah, I mean, I think Ryan Ryan hit on it pretty good. I mean, you, you basically went from Alien 3 where you had the perfect ending to... You know, it's almost kind of like, and, and I mean this in the easiest way possible, but it's it's kind of like the Star Wars movies where, you know, you had the, the the beginning and you had the end and like it was in that boxed in area where it was perfect the way it was. And then it was just that one person came along and just thought, eh, you know, maybe we should just do one more. And it, and it, it, it kills the original, you know, the alien aliens and alien three where they, they, I think alien three, although I don't like the way it ended, I think it box, it, it, it completes Ripley's story. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah, from exactly. start to finish. It's and a then, good then you have the Skywalker movies right now. Right? Yeah. Like, it, that's it, a big yeah, controversy, just, right? And then yeah. you just have resurrection, which just comes in. And it's like, Hey, you had this perfect story and perfect storyline and everything was perfect. And I'm just going to come in and just totally screw your day up. Like yeah. it, just, it, yeah. it had yeah. no reason other than I, the only thing, and, and I don't, I can't, I can't see where Fox would would have came in and thought, oh man, this is going to be a gold mine of a movie. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't know, you know, because Alien Three, we I don't even think Alien Three did. that they kill Ripley off. I mean, come yeah. on. So yeah. I mean that. That's, and then she that wants was, to come back. Goal. She yeah. wanted to come back after killing herself off. That's what drove me nuts. You know, you yeah. had a. You had a voice as a producer on both of these films, Weaver. You wanted to die. You wanted to come back. You got your way both times. Both movies weren't so good because of it. <laughs> you know, like maybe you should just stay out of it and just act, man. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what kind of – you wonder about that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> it's like I'm probably going to hear me say this ad nauseum, but they just should have – after Alien 3, all the Alien projects should have started – the story after that, you know, with Waylon Mutani trying to, you know, get these creatures, you don't, you know, keep it away from Ripley, just continue the story from there instead of forcing this freaking 
abomination of a movie. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many there's so much source material out there. They could have went yeah. any way they wanted to, and and yeah. you know, agreed. Yeah, I mean that's well, yeah. actually after speaking of after resurrection, well, that's when they decided. No, no, what happened after resurrection is a few years later, Scott and Cameron wanted to do a fifth one. And yeah. I don't know who was running Fox at that time, but how can you turn down Ridley Scott and James Cameron wanting to collaborate on a fifth Alien film? Together. And they're oh. like, no, no we us do this AVP thing. And then we all know what happened with that. And then um, then obviously Scott... Went, well, and it was a, it's a yeah. sad turning point because like... What? You look at some of the stuff uh, in this movie, like uh, United Systems Military. Like, I need another just, drink. The way they show you the United Systems military and like you, you, you could have made a movie about colonial Marines and just not had Ripley in it. Like you show the that you could set up this space military like the Ariga itself is an interesting environment. You could have done US, shit about the, yeah, the science the, division, the, the, yeah, way, the corporate division. Exactly. You could these have done USM's, something with random yeah. pirates. Like, yeah, because like, these USM you, you soldiers and pirates are interesting. It's just you have to wedge it in with Ripley. Mm-hmm. You have to get this Ripley clone thing lopped yeah. onto it, and then it just bogs the whole movie down because you got to talk about Ripley all the time. Yep. Where, like you say, it, it establishes elements at the beginning of the movie that are interesting, but then you have to find out who number eight is. Yeah. And then you're like, you find out she's not even Ripley, and then you just feel ripped off right there. Like this movie's yeah. just a hollow journey to nowhere. You get to yep. the end when they're landing on Earth, and you're like. I hope I never hear about this shit again is what you feel yep. like by the end. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing about this movie is that it's so far in the future is that they Self-contained. could... Self-contained. They could... Right. They could do anything and they don't even have to acknowledge it. Right. Yeah. yeah. 400 years is a long way away. Yeah, so, I felt like it's yeah. too far out. Yeah. Like I, I'm actually glad that they decided to do prequels rather than continue... That I, It just seems too far out in the future. I mean, Star Trek... You know, it works for Star Trek, but for the Alien films, I just feel like you start pushing it out too far and end up like doing do yeah. something like that. <laughs> it's like, uh, like like a, a uh, hyper a hyper sleep slip up and you know losing half a decade or something. Okay, you could give that some pre right, yeah, some precedent all, there, right? Yeah. You know, they're pretty far in the future, but the Rage War books are really good. okay. All right. They said it far in the future, um, and some of the. I guess if they could do it right. It doesn't. Then, yeah, then it'll work. Yeah, they did. They did a very good yeah. job. A very good job. If you guys are into the novels, definitely, definitely check those mm-hmm. out. Definitely check those out. Let me go real quick. I wrote those. Well, that's like in the are... in that comic book and novel stuff. Like they basically they kind of junked a lot of what this movie tried to suggest about Whalen Utani getting folded and stuff. Mm-hmm. Written by I think they, Eleven. They, mm-hmm. they wrote around that stuff in the comics and books. They said, no, that's that's bullshit. The company just got into some financial troubles or something for a few years. Some yeah. books and comics yeah. talk about it. And then they regain their assets and come back strong as ever. And it's like, boy, <laughs> Whalen Utani, <laughs> yeah. you, you got to conquer the universe yet. <laughs> Because I don't like, Speaking I don't like of, what this. Yeah. The way this movie talks about the company, it's just derogatory. Oh, it's a, it's a. <laughs> the Whalen Yutani was there just as much of a. It's a character. Right? If not Maria, they're just as much of a character as the alien. Yeah. <laughs> it's a monster. Yeah. It's just made out of money instead of biomechanical <laughs> bits. Yeah. 
<laughs> Money, deception, evil, backstabbing, you know, all the, all the fun corporate world stuff. <laughs> now, let's get rid of that's, that. Let's have them bought up by Walmart. Yeah, that's what this movie doesn't have. It doesn't have that yeah. character. Wayland yeah, McCann. it doesn't have, yeah. He's saying that too. But comic books, a good segue. I think Dave, you had something yes. about a, re- a recent yes. comic yes. book. I think we've. Um, it's a good segue into uh, the whole Marvel Dark Horse thing. So yes. I don't know right. if you guys are. So Dark Horse had a wonderful run, mm-hmm. but they're passing the baton over to Marvel, as they posted um, all over social media that they. Picture they posted that posted picture I think with the predator holding um, Iron Man's head, which was pretty dope, <laughs> and a uh, picture of an alien bolted Marvel logo, which was pretty pretty cool to see. Um, and this is it's a moment because Dark Horse Dark Horse took me through a lot. It was my first introduction to of course the expanded universe. I came across those um, the Earth War series in a local comic book store, and that I'm like oh. I, I don't have to just watch a movie to watch Aliens. I can read about it too <laughs> in a comic book. It's like it's like an extra movie. This is awesome. Buy I mean, reissues. Everything... I bought reissues of AVP from them, and like oh. it was the original series. And the way it starts with like panels with without even nothing's happening. It's just showing art yep. panels, and the Predator hunting some creature, and like yep. Dark Horse did amazing things with that. I like because. The movies are so disappointing, and I was so surprised by how much better the comics were. I'm like, why wasn't this a movie? It was all I could I'm say like, reading the book. Yeah, and what's great about the comics, too, is they were able to just freely experiment with different things in the yeah. alien universe. They did the, 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 the alien, they did the first official sequels, where like Newt was the main character, which are incredible. If you haven't read those by Mark uh, Verhoeven, I highly recommend you do. Um, Earth awesome. War stories I mentioned, um, Labyrinth, um, the Fire and Stone, and Life and Death. Genocide. Just genocide is incredible. I read the, no- I read the novel of that, and then that sucked oh. me into getting the comics, and I read them too, and I was like, ooh, black ants versus red ants. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, the acid, the acid armor they get too—that's this gel armor that eats acid—was a really neat idea for science fiction just in general mm-hmm. right my favorite edition was what i thought was um something i'd love to see in the movie someday is um i think it was in the earth war series when ripley and newt go to attack like the the queen of all queens um, queen mother queen mother queen mother they 36 they feet tall the, <laughs> the, the, the praetorians which are kind of like the queen's royal guard yeah crested and things. I, saw, I still remember the visuals of the, her moving up, and there were these four huge eggs. I remember as, as I continued going, holy <laughs> shit, this is a dope idea. <laughs> I think it was uh, <laughs> the latest Alien books. Was it Phalanx? I read so much Alien shit, I forget. that he, They brought that's those back. Of, I was like, that's <laughs> one with the knights, wasn't such it? A, yeah, it's such a, it was a great book, too. Yeah, It was such a cool idea. I'm like, alright, I need to read it all of the comics <laughs> and now it's being handed over to marvel i won't lie i haven't read a lot of marvel comics um lately i do know when they got the star wars license they retconned everything so they kind of backtracked that hopefully they do not do that with this even though the last couple of dark horse stories were a bit disappointing um but the potential is there because marvel is loaded with talent even if 
they haven't handled Star Wars um, license quite as well as they should have. Um, but there's it's something new, it's something fresh, which is good. Um, I don't know what that means for the rest of licenses. Since I know NECA, as we know, is a big alien. Though McFarlane had him at one time, and people were like, oh my god, they're losing McFarlane. Then NECA put him up, and they're doing a great job. Sometimes change is good, change is different. Um, you guys have any thoughts of the Dark Horse to Marvel shifts? No, I mean, Dark Horse comics are, are basically where I started. Um, you know, I've said a, a bunch of times, my first movie I saw was Aliens, and one of the first series I had was Newt's Tale, which, which to me is still one of the, the, the best comics out there. But, I mean, Dark Horse did it right for so long, and, and the good thing about Dark Horse was they had an innate ability to connect um, a lot of their comics Yep. Um, they ca- and and they're very good at keeping storylines correct. Um, they didn't mess up on a lot of stuff. Um, they had some really great ones. Um, I'm trying to think some of the ones that 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 were just some of my favorite. Like one of my favorite series was was Aliens Hive. Um, that was one wow. of the the original right. ones that came out. And that that was a that was one of the first comics that they sort of tried to take the Xenomorph and and make it a um, you know a, a bioweapon. Um, which yeah. is really cool, and that was one of the first ones. But um, you know, I, I, I say the same thing. Uh, you know, and I can only hope that Alien, that the comics, you know, and the series being bought out and taken over by Marvel, hopefully that leads to things down the line with Disney and the franchises. Um, I hope that that's a, a stepping stone that that maybe, um, you know, works this way down. But, you know, that's the greatest thing about comics and it's the greatest thing about books and novels and all that stuff is no matter what way they go from this point out, you'll never not be able to find the originals. Um, so you'll always have, you know, you always have those those other stories to, to read back in. Like um, one of the great ones was uh, Aliens Berserker was a, was a great comic. And, and um, you know, they were smart and I think... Dark Horse did a great job, but I think recently in the last few series that have come out, they really dropped the ball. And I think, yeah, I think that's, was not that great. yeah, I, th- I think it just, I think it needs to be put into somebody else's hands, other writers. Um, I mean, Marvel artwork is absolutely incredible. Um, their, their artwork is always top notch. So that is a good thing, but I think to, to have some different writers, behind these and to go in some different avenues and maybe explore um you know i I think it can only help the franchise and and, you know maybe this is like i said maybe it's a stepping stone i mean you know the comics come out you start to get more people involved people start to to um you know read them and interact with them and then the next next step is you have you know some more demand for you know for movies or you know something like that and and that could kickstart the the whole thing so Mm -hmm. i'm i'm absolutely fine with with a starting starting small and and hoping that it'll it'll move into something else but uh yeah dark horse did it right but like i said i'm 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 glad to see it move up instead of fall you know it could just they could have just dropped the series altogether Mm -hmm. you know we could have maybe never had another one but in this way at least they're taking the next step and it's it's a continuation that at least we we have an idea that we're going to get some more from here down on so that's that's my Mm -hmm. take well yeah yeah 
I've found a lot of Dark Horse titles through, uh, was it, uh, I think it was like the Aliens Anthology magazines, and they were collections of comics from Dark Horse. And I read a bunch of them, like you guys mentioned, both of you guys mentioned Newt's Tale already, and uh, I read that, and I was like, hey, wow, look, this has got even more than the special edition of the movie told me about. So I got to find out, you get a little, even a little bit more about how the Jordans bring the thing into the colony, and it was kind of cool, and then River of Pain came out and kind of extrapolated in the same direction that that comic series did. So then, you know, that was I thought that was pretty neat, and read a bunch of the other collection stories they had in those. They were pretty good too, and I uh, just, you know, like you know, people mentioned Earth War and stuff like that, like really well, like you know, handled the stories interestingly. Brought us brought on sequel stories that came directly off the back of Aliens before Alien Three even came out. <laughs> Like, so, I mean, you got to give these Dark Horse writers credit. They were world building ahead of the movies, even where they were going to go. Right. So, I mean, it's it's a brave decision to do that. But Dark Horse, I've always had a lot of respect for them as a publishing house. They've brought out a lot of interesting manga stories that I bought over the years. So, I mean, they're pretty interesting with their localization choices there supporting titles like predator to, as well you know mm-hmm. uh the avp crossover lines between those that cross-pollinated for years extremely popular oh, books like i mean you know a lot of people know all of these comic lines as fans of the aliens like i'm not even a huge comics person i've read enough that you know i've, I've read bits and pieces of these lines in the past and it's really good stuff. I've always liked Marvel. We were talking about comics and before the broadcast got going. And uh, what was it? I've, I've never really let, read a lot of DC stories. Marvel was kind of my comics when I was a kid in the 90s. I was reading a lot of that. So as a publisher, I think Marvel's pretty good. Macau Mansion, noted quality. They're, you know, they're pretty book publishing house. Hopefully the baton pass off from a pretty well-known popular publisher that's handled this license for years. Hopefully they can pick up off of some of the stories these guys left behind in the past, maybe have their own writers kind of carry forwards with their own ideas, but still, you know, give enough callbacks to where, you know, Dark Horse had built this in the past with some of the stories. Cause there's a lot of lore there. People respect from that company. So yep. hopefully Marvel yep. can carry forwards with some of the, some respect to what this company's done in the past before them that's probably what i just that's about as much as i could add to yeah. it i mean i do like I the just, comic publishers hopefully this is smooth yeah as long as they allow the alien writers to um explore the darker stuff like labyrinth and music of the spirits they don't just do you know movie blockbuster type stuff you know they yeah. keep it they don't get obsessed with the crossovers and you know just Action, hopefully, you know, I mean, even in the Avengers movies, you had, um, you know, Parker making those wonderful aliens jokes. Hopefully, they don't just see aliens and just think, all right, we need, you know, big armies versus big, lots of aliens. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> someone who likes that stuff, yeah, there's other parts of that's going to get boring, crazy quick. Yeah. Just hopefully, Marvel realizes, let the beauty of Alien is that it's it's made for experimentation of different genres, different writing. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully they allow that there. And well, we'll yeah, like right, I mean, those fan films showed recently. I mean, you can yeah. go back. You can go back to one alien trapped on a ship yep. with small groups of people, and you can get amazing horror out of that. Like 
Harvest. Yeah. And they had, I like, really, no budget, and some of those were really good. Mm-hmm. Harvest. I love Harvest. Harvest I, is it, incredible. It, it, it has cinematic edge. I really like that. That is a really good short film. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get to that end bit, and then she's like, don't worry, we're safe now, we're safe. And then you see him in the background, he gets the hugger. And then she yeah. looks, and the thing looks at her, and it gets stabs her with the tail. And <laughs> yeah. like the intensity of that moment, it's like, yeah. wow, these, these kids did a great job. <laughs> these film yeah. student, these film student types like kicked mm-hmm. ass more than some of these polished Hollywood guys are doing with these mm-hmm. things now. Was that the like, was that the same one in the um, the mineral mineral <laughs> ore, or is that a different one? That one's incredible too. Of the uh, ore. Is that what you're talking or, about? Yeah, yeah, or is fantastic also. Mm-hmm. I need to watch those again. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah, too. It's it's a pretty good run. Uh, there's the one with the the synthetic dog. That's amazing. Yeah. My, yeah, my yeah. brother my brother liked the twist <laughs> in that. He was like, "That's yeah. really cool, man." And it's it, it just it just shows you like you say that with this comic handoff. Hopefully, there's a similar type of you know like you know. Will there be like a respect for that? Mm-hmm. You know, like it, the franchise right. name, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> we'll see. Time will tell. I do not want to see. I don't want to start seeing though, like Predator versus Iron Man, Predator oh, versus God. Hulk. Yeah, Predator. that's that, silly. That's, yeah. that's my only fear is that I, I would weird. rather like like you said, Dave. I would rather see, um, you know, like uh, sort of the 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 troops come down on a planet that's overrun that, you know, that kind of a story, you know, and I, and I think, I think Marvel has the, the writing talent to do that as well. I mean, I think they, I mean, look at, look at how like the spider web of connections between all of their comic books, like the, the and, and how they keep it straight is insane. Like, so yeah. I, you can hope, but I, I agree. I, I, I thought the artwork for the with the predator holding Iron Man's head, I think that looks so cool. But I'm like, please don't start doing these. Yeah. Because I, I think that that was where Dark Horse Dark Horse really fell out when they started doing like Alien versus Predator versus Witchblade versus Terminator. <laughs> like, and yeah. then they had you know they it's had like, like you know it's six, like that it, Animal it, Cam it, stuff from the '90s. That was terrible. Yeah. Like, oh, I, too I, much. I do you remember the. I think it's unavoidable, but as long as they balance with the serious shit, like if we're gonna have, I think like Batman versus Predator and well, it's just DC, but you know, um, like Iron Man, Predator, and um, you know, Hulk, Predator. I think some stuff is gonna be unavoidable. But you know what? They you know what would out, be cool? Good Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer yes. versus Aliens would be kind of neat. That would be kind of neat because the Silver Surfer's an alien. So having him fight aliens, that'd be kind of weird. Have him find a planet of aliens or something, that'd be fucked up. Because, I mean, power cosmic, you could just fry the fuckers. It'd be kind of interesting watching <laughs> microwave a bunch of them. It's like, hey, somebody you know, kill them. <laughs> or like having Wolverine go against the army of them would be pretty fun to watch. But you it's know. the thing, it's a gimmick factor that just runs right. dry fast, right. right? You need to, yeah. if you're going to do it, just space it out and make sure it matters don't it's only going to last so long like if you go right off the bat with something versus predator or something versus alien don't do that don't <laughs> you know I, I think it's it's kind of funny like it t- sort of ties down this whole episode with the resurrection and with with the dark horse comics 
Did you happen, any of you guys happen to ever read the, the comic series? There was an Alien versus Predator versus Terminator. And in the comic, they brought Ripley back, and she was the Ripley from Resurrection. Oh, God, no, I never read that. If I'm telling you, go on, look it up online, and you can go on somewhere and probably find the comic to, to download or read. You have to because it's it, it like tied. It was so funny just hearing us talk about it tonight because it ties all that in. And the Ripley character is Ripley 8, the one oh. that, that is, is from Resurrection. And I, I don't know how they – It's I didn't want to talk about it. It's, it's just a total <laughs> monstrosity, but it's just funny yeah. that they did that. But, yeah. I don't know. Like speaking, said. Of, speaking of crossovers, like the one that I always thought was cool and for some reason it never entered the film medium ever, and you always thought it probably should have, was RoboCop versus the Terminator. It seems like yeah. they fit, but they never went there, you know? <laughs> it, was like, it was like MGM just couldn't make a deal with Fox. They just couldn't come to terms <laughs> on that one. I remember but I bet playing, you, uh, was a just Super Nintendo game, and it was so, pretty right? good. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's uh, a good one too, man. It was a good. Uh, my neighbors owned it. I used to play it a bit. It was a good title. Yeah, I like. God, now I'm really dating myself. I think I rented that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they owned it. I mean, it was an obscure game. I had never seen it in the rental shops, mm-hmm. and these guys owned it. I was like, holy crap! <laughs> I, I want to try that. It was kind of cool. RoboCop got like, these big plasma guns, like the Terminators got <laughs> in the movie, and he could go kill the Terminators with it. And I was like. Wow, so you just kill waves of T-800s as RoboCop. It was Thank you for your cooperation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> satire. RoboCop did satire correctly. Yeah, that was really good <laughs> satire. People, it's not just an action movie. The satire and the political commentary in that movie is so good mm-hmm. and so smart. Mm-hmm. Not just there, so, too. Starship. Troopers and yeah. and Total Recall also did it Total too. Total Recall. Both of those were they had some good political shots and yeah. little side comments yeah. about society. Crazy. But it's crazy what good marketing does. Mm. Well, e- even the low budget, uh, even the low budget movie there, I think it was the third Starship Troopers. Phil Tippett, he was the guy who was involved with the RoboCop franchises. Like he did a lot of miniature work. He actually went in as director and he copied a lot of. Verhoeven styling mm-hmm. for some of those propaganda bits. And the third one wasn't too yeah. bad. I mean, some no. of the effects and stuff, they were kind of low end on budget, but, but there was some funny movie. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. sedition, like uh, we yeah. will suppress sedition, this Admiral's talking about. And it's just like, it's got this snide comments, like still that political society commentary thing. It's kind of little in jokes on fascism and right wing yeah, military. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, like you say, those kinds of movies are fun because they just give you those little shots at, like, authority figures and stuff. Yeah. Even RoboCop 2 there, uh, what is it, the mayor of Detroit, and he's trying to make a deal and stuff and trying to save the city. And he's willing to go to drug dealers to save the city because he doesn't want OCP to buy the city. Yep. <laughs> This is interesting little commentary on <laughs> corporations and the power they exert. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you don't get rid of Waylon Tani and replace him with Walmart. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. Walmart Walmart's too inept to take yeah. over Waylon Tani. <laughs> they can't even get enough cashiers. But um, <laughs> I think um, I think I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, you just want everything else to add to uh, Dark Horse or Resurrection or <laughs> no? 
I, I think I think we've scary. we've yeah <laughs> I think we pretty much covered right, yeah, the bases. Uh, covered the bases. <laughs> but now it's it's hashtag shameless plug time. Check out uh, the website xenomorphing.com. Uh, check out the Facebook page xenomorphing. Hi, check out the new Facebook group. Um, Hive mind xenomorphing. Um, check out the podcast. Of course, what you're on. You could uh, you could also listen to us. Uh, we're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. Hopefully, we'll be on iTunes soon. If Apple cooperates with <laughs> us, that'd be nice. Um, check World's out the tomorrow Twitter promotes page. all of this. <laughs> <laughs> World's of tomorrow totally page. promotes. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know morphing four two six. Um, you know that's really it. Um, check out, of course, all our. Um, Compadres and fellow alien uh, fandom degenerates, perfect organism, Utani. Um, with the check blog, out that's uh, World of Tomorrow, Will oh, yeah. Utani Bolton. Check out everybody. Check out Alien Predator Universe, who's new. Fury 161, UK Alien Fix. Lots of places, lots of recipes, everything for everybody's taste. Check us all out. Rest us all. Get us anywhere. We'll be sure to be entertaining as possible. <laughs> But uh, I think that's about it. All right. So uh, Hive Mind signing off. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. Stay safe. See you guys. Thank you. Yes. Stay well. <laughs>